Puggies, and welcome to the Pug Life Show, brought to you by Pug Parties, because your pug deserves to be the best dressed at the porty, and you can check out their outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host, Donna, and with me are my monster Puggies, co-hosts, Rosie and Kenji. Now today, we're celebrating Pugaween, which is just around the corner, and all the fun that you are going to have at an event if you're able to make one. Now, Pugaween isn't just about getting dressed up in a costume and winning the coveted title of Best Dressed Puggy, although that's a pretty good reason for going. Pugaween has traditionally been about having fun and raising money for rescue groups around the world. So we thought we'd share with you some of our experiences with Pugaween over the years and also talk about some ideas for costumes if you're thinking of entering into the Best Dressed Pug competition and why you don't necessarily need to spend a lot of money to come up with a great costume. But before we zoom in, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. Now, I'm sure, or I'm not sure who started the Pugaween tradition or when it started, but I believe it started in the US, unsurprisingly, and has now spread throughout the world with events in the US, UK, Australia, and probably many more places that I just haven't found the social media event posts from during my, uh, my quick search. And the great thing is, even if you don't particularly subscribe to the idea of Halloween itself, the fact that it's an event for a very good cause makes it all the more special for puggies and pug families alike. And no matter where you go to celebrate a Pugaween event, two things are part of the fabric of Pugaween, dress-up competitions and fundraising for a local pug rescue. Now, for me, both go hand in hand since pugs love getting the attention that dressing up gets them and they love giving love to everyone around them. So showing their love through their human's donation is just an extension of their amazing personality. I've been very fortunate to either attend or sponsor Pugaweens in the past. I've always had lots of fun and have very tired puggies at the end of the day, which makes for a quiet Sunday afternoon in my house as we all take a nap on the couch to recover. I love meeting new humans at Pugaween, but I have to admit, my favourite part of Pugaween is the puggies. Specifically, the look on their face when they arrive at the event all dressed up and ready to porty. They know that the day is all about them and they just lap it up. I mean, let's face it, no puggy would need to pull or trick or treaty switch on any human at Pugaween because I don't think that there would be a human alive that would deny a puggy a treaty on Pugaween. Even though I'd love to see what a puggy would do if a human said no to handing over a treaty, meaning that a trick was in order. I think I know what my rat bags would do. <laughs> It wouldn't be pretty. So, for the Pugaween first timers out there, what can you expect at the event? Now, the short answer is lots of things squished into about two hours, which I know I find is about the length of time that a puggy can survive in like a hyper sense of excitement. Um, as I mentioned before, the main focus of Pugaween is dressing up in competitions, having, sorry, dressing up in costumes, having fun and raising money for a pug rescue. So let's 
zoom into some of the details so you and your puggy are prepared for the extravaganza that is Pugaween. Now, the fun part of the event can include stalls selling puggy paraphernalia or clothes, talks by resident experts in puggy-relevant fields such as grooming and veterinary issues, dog barkeries selling yummy, freshly baked puggy treats, Um, and there's even stalls with human food. Who would have thought? (laughs) Plus, there may be agility runs that your puggy can try their paws at paddling pools for a quick cool down if it's a hot day, and who can forget multiple humans ready for the treaty taking. And I haven't even mentioned the dress-up competitions, but we'll get to that later because they deserve a whole other part of this discussion. Now, the raising money part of the event includes raffles, the dress-up competitions, lucky dips, donations from businesses or humans prior to the event because they couldn't attend, as well as donations at the event. Now, I have heard of some events charging an entrance fee. However, I haven't seen that happen at the events I've attended, but the entrance fee usually goes to the fundraising effort, so it's worth the investment anyway. I believe that the main attraction of Pugaween is the dress-up competitions and Puggies, or should I say they're humans, can take this very seriously, but in a fun-loving way. Usually, there is a best-dressed competition and a human-slash-Puggy combo competition, but there can be competitions such as most scariest costume, best creative costume, which is personally a favourite of mine, um, or individual costumes for males and females. Typically, to enter, you'll need to donate to the fundraising effort, but the organisers don't dictate an amount, or if they do, it's usually a small donation like $2 or $5, so no one misses out on the opportunity. The best part about the competitions is that you show up on the day, you may need to register for a particular competition depending on how the organisers like to run things, and when the time comes, you either line up or you strut your stuff down a runway for the crowd and judges to see the costume at all angles. You can just see it in your mind's eye now. I can't say that there are guidelines on what it takes to win a competition, but I do think that a puggy who looks like they're having fun does go a long way. So don't forget to enjoy yourself and strut that puggy butt like only a pug can. Ain't that right, Rosie? Having said that, One of the frequently asked questions I do get is what sort of costume should I get for Pugaween? And I usually ask in response, how much work do you want to put into the costume? Because you can do something quick and easy or you can really go all out. Neither is better than the other. One is just faster to select and prepare than the other. Now, the quick and easy option is a pre-made costume that you can buy from a shop or online or even better, borrow a costume from a friend that you know is puggy-sized. The trick with buying a costume is looking out for the chest size and how it is secured to your pug's body as it might not work with a harness. And then you'll either have to walk your puggy to the leash-free area of the event via a collar and lead, or you may have to carry them, which I'm sure your puggy wouldn't mind, to be honest. Uh, Your other option is to make your own costume, which is not as difficult as you might think. Some of the best costumes I have seen over the years were made the night before with some cardboard or material and a bit of glue. No sewing required. 
the most memorable for me was the two COVID entrants in our online Pugaween event in 2020. One puggy was dressed as the coronavirus using a corona beer carton and another was dressed as the virus with a green felt jacket and little yellow virus spores stuck to the jacket, complete with a hat. It's just genius when we're all locked down and deliveries of online purchase costumes were not guaranteed. I've also seen a pug whose costume came with a backdrop, just incredible. Absolute detail and thought was amazing. The costume was bought from an online store, but the backdrop was made by the Puggy's family to go with the entire look. I'm talking about Count Pugula with his castle backdrop. Very creative, just so creative. Then there are the costumes that take advantage of a Puggy's wardrobe, wardrobe, which is also a favourite of mine, i.e. the basis of their costume is a jacket, shirt or dress that they already own and then they just add accessories to make it Halloween themed or more costume-like. So this year I'm thinking of dressing Rosie up as Sandy from Greece because she already has a pink faux leather jacket that can double as a pink lady's jacket and she's fawn, so she's got the blonde hair down pat as well. I dress Kenji in his Hawaiian shirt and have him go as Magnum PI, but I don't think he's going to agree to the moustache on his little nose, so I have to have to do some more thinking about his costume. It's a good thing Rosie and Kenji aren't allowed to enter into the dress-up competitions because I would be a mess right now trying to organise their costumes as well as organise our local event, and it wouldn't be fair noting that I'll be judging the costumes as well. So now I want to offer you a dressing tip or two for the big day if you're planning on entering into the dress-up competitions and especially if it's your first Pugawain. Now, firstly, get your costume sorted out as early as you can so that you can dress your Puggy in it a couple of times ahead of Pugawain. Now, I'm recommending this because you want to see if it's comfortable So you can find anything that might trip them up that you sort of didn't think when you got the costume or you designed it or whatever else, Um, because you might need to make a little bit of a nip and tuck or an alteration, and you might need to make allowances for their harness. Also, consider going to Pugawain without the costume on, and then pop it on just before the judging starts. That way, they can play without you worrying about them destroying the costume. And if they have a tendency to get hot from running around, there's less likely um, for them to overheat, which we obviously don't want, especially if it's a warm day. Now, a little bit of prep work will go a long way on the day. Now, I got caught out last year with Kenji in that the costume I had selected for him didn't work with his harness, even though it had worked with Charles the year previous. So, even I have broken my own Pugaween preparation rules in the past, uh, but it was great to at least see Kenji in his costume for like the two seconds before it all come apart. So on that note, I want to give you some additional general advice to help you prepare for the day and enjoy it and obviously not have a costume fail like I did last year. Uh, So make sure you take cash um, and gold coins because Pugaween is organised by volunteers um, and it's organised on a shoestring budget to maximise the fundraising efforts. 
So you'll find that a lot of stalls won't actually have FPOS machines. They'll ask for gold coin donations to pay for food or entrance fees or raffles. So it's good to have a few coins or notes in your pocket to cover all of the different stalls on offer. It's highly advisable that you take a reusable shopping bag or a backpack because you never know what you'll discover at a Pugawain event. Plus, if you win a raffle or you win the dress-up competition, it means you'll be taking home some prizes. And you don't want to be carrying that as well as your exhausted puggy because you both we all know that you'll be carrying your puggy home. <laughs> um, another good thing to take, just pop it into your pocket, a safety pins. This is for the inevitable costume failures because a puggy has gotten a little too boisterous with their play and there is a rip or a lost button or a popped press stud and you'll need to keep it together until the judging of the dress-up competitions. Um, the other thing is is a water bowl and some water from home. So typically, a Pugaween event will have lots of water available at the event, but if you have a fussy puggy who doesn't like drinking from communal bowls, then it's best to bring along your own bowl and a bottle of water from home. Pugs know the difference in water, so they'll know if you fill up a bowl with, inverted commas, foreign water. And Charles was very much a home water only puggy. So we always carried extra just for him. You don't want them to overheat. And there's a lot going on in that two hours. It's very exciting. So they will need to rehydrate. Uh, Poop bags. Again, typically a Pugaween event will have poop bags located all around as well as bins, obviously. But if your puggies are like mine, they never poop close to the poop bag storage location. And if you walk away from that poop to get a bag, you'll either never find it again or worse, someone will step in it. And that's literally the two seconds that it took for you to run over, grab a bag and come back. If you forget to bring bags with you, just grab a couple from the roll at the event and pop them in your pocket or tie them to your lead so you have them handy when you need them, which then obviously solves the two second problem. Um, now, I recommend taking a blanket or chairs. Depending on where the event is happening, there might not be a lot of seating and your puggy might need a timeout space if they get a little overwhelmed by all the excitement. Plus, you might want to sit down and take in all of the chaos from the sidelines prior to the judging competition. Um, lastly, if you've got them, a cool vest or even a bandana. Now, the weather can be unpredictable on Pugaween, especially in Australia, and it might be forecast to be cool and shady and then on the day the sun breaks through and you've got a whole lot of hot puggies. Now, most Pugaween events will have a paddling pool, but if your puggies are like mine, they actually don't like paddling too much. Um, so, you've got to go with the personal cooling option. Now, if you have a cool vest, I recommend taking it, even if you leave it in the car and just pop out and grab it if you think you're going to need it. Or my simple hack is take a bandana, just an old cotton bandana, wet it down with cold water, wrap it around their neck, and then try and convince them to sit down for a few minutes to catch their breath. I know that can be difficult. I know that Kenji absolutely loves running. So yes, it can take a bit to get them to just slow down for a few minutes. But one thing is for sure, whether you attend a Pugawin event, um, it will be fun and full on for a couple of hours for everyone and it will end with an exhausted puggy who sleeps the rest of the day away and 
lots of money raised for your local pug rescue, which is awesome because this is about helping another puggy find their forever loving home and getting to live their best pug life, which is what Pugaween is all about. Now, on that note, we'd love for you to share your past Pugaween stories or even a photo of your costume over in our Facebook group, Living the Pug Life. And if you liked the episode or you think someone else might enjoy it, need the Pugaween tips, please share and leave a review with your favourite podcast host so more pug porants can find us and join in with the fun. It only takes a couple of seconds to give us a five-star review, but it goes a long way to helping other pug porants find us on their podcast host. So until next time, puggies, thank you for joining us. Have a pawsome pugaween and humans be generous with the trick-or-treaties. <laughs>